What would you do if everyone said they heard your trailer a hundred times? You'd probably make a new one. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, The Ringer's first ever true crime pod. We've been hunting a con man for a few weeks now, and our hunt is coming to an end. Schemes, heartbreak, how to put on a wire. We've covered all this and more, but there are still a few surprises left. Binge The Wedding Scammer wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Big news. Energy. I am not all, energy. I'm, I'm not all that energized today, but I do have big breaking news. What is it, you may be You may be familiar with this. You may not be. I don't really know, nor do I care, quite frankly. Um, Sounds like a great show so far. No CO energy and has mean. gone from the two percentile in height to the four percentile in height. That's not breaking news. That's baby news. That is a double up in what he was because two is half of four. I think there's some shenanigans going on there. No one goes up on 2% average, in one week. On average, they said he should gain three to four ounces a week. He's a little undersized. He gained 15 ounces. That was after dumping out at the house. You know, so there's a lot. I don't know pretty. about this. I feel like this doctor needs to have he's, her credentials looked at. If he's, he's still not even on the scale, on the on the chart for our weight yet. He's still <laughs> way undersized. But we're getting there. That's the important thing. Whereas my kid is, I don't know. There's nothing. She's nine years old. There's nothing special today. Actually, she's giving her mom a lot of attitude. I'm getting texts from the missus. Uh, angry GIF text. So call her up. Let's call Sam. You want you want to just call Sam up? We have like I a lot of. I want to call. I, I want to make stuff. a phone call today. Well, let's maybe like do it after we get in. Remember, like that we advice can do it, that Simmons gave. Yeah, I don't. No, mind. Simmons doesn't speak to me anymore, so I don't remember anything he's ever said to me. Now he messaged you not too long ago. You have no idea any of the intricacies of our relationship. We talked about it. You've never talked to the man, so <laughs> That's stay fair. out of it. I haven't talked to him directly on the phone. <sighs> Speaking person, of nonsense, though. I am. I am sick of hearing about the, the Topps Chrome update. Uh, white glove service, the one of one debut patches. The well, let's amount talk about, of like, well, before you dive, dive right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's paint it in the picture of what is going on with the white, uh, with Topps debut, because there's a lot of detail that we did not talk about at all on Monday show. 
So the big product chase is the one of one, the actual pro debut patch. Okay. From these rookies. Autographed, one of ones, they're massive. There's a hundred thousand dollar bounty from DA for the Volpe. There's a hundred hundred and fifty thousand. There's a hundred thousand dollar bounty for the Jordan Walker. You know, Who's doing the hundred thousand. Is a I think they are too. Oh, it's also all these guys are gonna have there's a there's gonna be a bunch of bounties. It's gonna be massive, massive cards. Now, I will say I don't like that this wasn't made very clear beforehand. We found out uh, yesterday, maybe two days ago, whenever I texted you, it should have just been much more out in the open. That's the only fault I'll really throw at tops on this one. Next time, I'd prefer they just come right out and make it a little bit more clear. So the whole th- the whole ordeal here is these uh, these unbelievable chase hits. They are going to be inserted into hobby and jumbo boxes packs as redemptions. The reason being they didn't want to put these cards in there and have them get banged around and damaged. So they are redemptions that never expire. Which is nice, at least. They're there. They don't expire. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, there are also some of these that will be inserted into Breakers, the Breakers Delight skew. Those are inserted as live hits, not redemptions, because Breakers Delight comes in the, f- the firm plastic snapdown. Really can't damage them because they come in a totally different hard plastic shell. What do you mean by that? Like the a- individual cards come in a hard? Uh, what's a snapdown? You got anything over here? Like a mag? Oh, like this a mag? One right, no, no, no. This one right here where your Griffey's in. When you open up Breakers Delight, you're holding it. Oh, this isn't Griffey. That's I don't care. LeBron. When you when you open up Breakers Delight, a pack, it's that holder inside of it. The oh. ten cards are then in that. Uh, okay, so it's like two a case. piece case, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's a hard plastic as opposed to just sure. a pack where there's nothing protecting these things. That makes more sense. Okay. So that was the first thing. So they're not all redemption. I don't know why everybody who tweeted and talked about this yesterday left that part out because then it was we saw a live one gets pulled and it was like, oh, they can't even get that right. They they said these were redemptions. Poor messaging, I understand, but that was not the message. The message was they are live in Breakers Delight. The other part of it is you can grade for free with BGS, SGC, and CSG if you this would is like where to. I found it interesting. The fact that PSA was not included I asked in that. specifically, I heard from two people. PSA was asked. They had no interest in doing it. They're too busy with what they're doing. They don't really have time for the promotion, and trying to figure out their upcharge thing wasn't worth it for them. Which is... It makes zero sense. That it makes absolutely zero sense. You have time. Makes obviously, sense to me. They don't care. But it's just like why? Why stay out of one of one of arguably one of the bigger products this year? At least this time of year. I mean, because there's nothing else big that's going to come out in the baseball world that's going to be as popular as this right now. Am I allowed to say when you say things that are terribly inaccurate? This us? right now. No, no, yeah. no. This, I mean, draft, this time of year. Draft comes out 12-14. It's the biggest product of the year, probably. But I'm talking about like, I, and I'm not saying the entire product. I should clarify. Those I'm individual talking about cards? Those cards. Okay, sure. That's a, yeah, that's And a it's fair not product. even like a large amount of cards. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's doing it's damage. It's 90, forever. I think. That's what I mean. It's like, it's Here, like it's, here's, my, here's my argument, though, from PSA. We're grading a million cards a month. We don't have time. I actually get that. And, and from the two people I spoke to, there was no hard feelings. They just had no interest in partaking. So whatever. Uh, Fanatics is not buying one of the other grading companies. At least as of right now, there are no talks about that. That was a whole thing. Uh, People have reported that type of nonsense. They're at odds with PSA. That is not what we were told directly from the source, although I know there's a bunch of stupid videos out speculating that's what's happening now. They just don't want to be involved in the promotion. They just don't care. That was the answer I got from two multiple sources. Interesting. Um, But yeah, if you pull the redemption, you can literally just redeem it and there will be an option, send it to one of those three grading companies. They will grade it and send it back to you which is pretty cool. I don't know how it's going to work if a breaker pulls one live. Like, if I pull a live one out of Breaker's Delight... Well, I mean, it's the same process no matter what. There, there has to be a process. I think it all depends on who starts that process. So it, whoever gets the card will have instruction of 
where to go. Yeah, where if I'm to a submit. breaker, though, I'm not shipping it to grade. Like I'll send it to yeah, you. I'm not taking the chance though. Okay. Oh yeah. But I, I think you can then guy. redeem. Like I think you could still then just cash in. Uh, like hey, I want to grade this for free. Whatever. Again, the messaging up front could have been a little bit better. I honestly think though we're getting to the point where we are looking for crap to complain about with tops and fanatics. I, I really do. The cards are awesome. There was a couple pulled live yesterday. By the way, I didn't see any pulled live on Fanatics Live. So this whole thing that like everything, well, they're going to load up all the breaker boxes. You're only going to see these pulled on Fanatics because it's a marketing ploy and all this other crap. There were two pulled on Instagram last night that I saw from guys who are not breaking for Fanatics or on Fanatics Live. And they're not even huge accounts, quite frankly. So that theory kind of goes out the window to me. Now that could change tomorrow if the Adley and the Volpe and the Jordan Walker get pulled by somebody on Fanatics Live. We're going to hear all about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I actually think this is kind of a cool thing. Like, hey, the redemptions never expire. They're not inserted into a pack, so they can't get beat up. And then if I want to get them graded for free, I get them graded and they send like send back to me. I, I get, this is another one of these situations, though. It's like, let's let's put on the stupid tinfoil hat. I would rather make the tinfoil into a ball. Have you seen when they put tinfoil in a microwave? Melts down to a ball if you crinkle it up. There's so many things wrong with what you just said. That's I think not that's a thing. A thing. No, I would like that ball I, to then be You're mixing shoved, two different internet things with Shoved down the throat of multiple people. <laughs> uh, I just okay. am so sick. Everything now is like this horrible conspiracy. Everything's a scumbag marketing ploy. I thought this was actually pretty well. I wish Fanatics and, and Tops got out ahead of it a little more. That's it. Uh, everything else I'm fine with. I guess I think it's a pretty cool program. That's it. For someone who's very positive about it, you sure seem pretty upset. I'm what? irritated about the news around it and the half-truths being reported and the stupid thoughts of like, like even today, like I'm listening to people tell me there's like this big war with fanatics and PSA. It's like, do you people not have friends? Well, where, what circles are you in? I just go on share the same. Uh, go on YouTube. Watch, look at the last few videos I've watched. Like it's no secret. I mean, it's just, it's, it's constant with this crap. And I just don't, I don't, I really don't understand it. I'm not even sitting here trying to defend fanatics. I don't think they need defending but I just think it's weird. Like, there's nothing else to talk. I know it's slow in the news I, cycle. I think it's all with, like, you know, we take in the information that's in our circle. I think that's just what is in your circle. Because I know that there are certain content that we follow on YouTube and other places that will put stuff out like that. I don't know. I've seen, like, a lot of posts, like, from guys who are either breaking. I saw, like, some stuff from Sports Card Investor. I don't know. It, it seemed... Like, it was overall a pretty positive note. Well, I don't really take him serious. I mean, everything with Jeff is, like, the greatest thing ever. It's hard to take him serious with his content. I like the man, you know but what, his though, content I can't take seriously. You know what? Say what you will, though. At least after watching that, I don't feel angry after I watched it. Nine times out of ten. I mean, granted. Oh. Like I'm not, and I'm not sitting down watching the whole thing anyways. But it's just, like, if I look at a post or something, it's not making me, like, get worked up about, like, why is someone saying this or reporting that? I don't know. Oh, I can get equally angry about good or bad. I know, I know. Anyways, I know I, that's can. a cool service. I think it's it's, it's kind of a cool thing. Uh, we're breaking a bunch of it. The product's actually been pretty good so far. Uh, Eddie's broke a bunch of our breakers to light. Uh, we didn't, like I said, we didn't get a, I got the one case of random jumbo I forgot about. I just dumped them off as personals. Um, but yeah, so far the product has actually been pretty good. I forgot they were sticker autos. I haven't been thrilled with that. But in general. Sticker autos even on the uh, the patch? No, the patches are on card. Oh, okay. And they also come with a hologram on the back. And, like, I think it actually tells you the game and the date and all that stuff, too. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, what is the deal? I'm curious what your thought is on this. For all of the redemptions, for these large redemptions, I shouldn't say redemption. I'm sorry. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, bounties. For the very large bounties like this, 150000 another one for 100000 Do you think Dave and Adams is actually, sh like, paying that? Or, I'm sorry. They are the ones fronting the money, I should say. Who else would be doing it? Fanatics. 
Why wouldn't Fnatic just do their own bounty then? Because it looks better. Done if it's not, the... Because then it's self promotion as opposed to other people promoting it, making it seem like there's more people involved in like the significant growth of this product. That doesn't make any sense to me. If Fnatic has a way bigger mailing list marketing team, why would you advertise that with DA? Just do it yourself. They've done that. By the way, they've done that with other things. They've done their own bounty on Fnatic. Okay. Well, yeah, I'd be. I mean, I don't know why you'd pay them to do it. Well, because uh, there's there's something different between like. You know, if we're advertising us, yeah, obviously we're going to do that, right? Because we have a, a vested interest. If there's other people advertising us, then it's like, oh, well, it's not just us that thinks it's, that we're great. There's other people that think we're great, too. So, you know, buy it gives buy-in to the rest of the people who are like, oh, well, this is a third party who's advertising, like, how valuable this is. Yeah, I'll get in on it now. Yeah, I, I, I that doesn't really hold water for me. Because I'm just thinking, like, there's nobody who d- does business with DA that doesn't know who Fanatics is. Probably. Like there's, I mean, there's not, so I don't, yeah, I don't, I but, don't. But it, that's not the point of like, if they know who Fanatics is. I get but, your point. I, do, I don't, no, you're asking me my opinion. I think that's, that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. If they were going to do a bounty, I think they'd do it like they've done in the past themselves. Yeah. And I think them coming out and saying, okay, we're going to do a bounty would get Here's it. And to be clear, news. I honestly don't care if that is what they're doing. I think at the end of the day, it's not hurting the people who are buying. Because I mean, we already have a sales price for the products. Sure. It's not hurting the people who are buying the product, if anything, you could argue like, oh, that's a great incentive if I do pull that card. I, I don't know. I think it's good. I, I honestly yeah. kind of am in favor of things like but, that. But I mean, here's the other thing too, like Bowman Chrome with all the multiple super fractors, mm-hmm. like there were like a hundred. They did a bounty on all of them themselves. That was a way bigger promotion than any other bounty thing we've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. So I, I am like, I don't know why you would pay somebody else to do it. Okay. Unless it was like an acid, like if Mike Trout comes, I was like, "Hey, whoever pulls my super mm-hmm. gets a hundred thousand dollars." I could see Fanatics being like, "Hey, so we're kind of co-branding. You're going to reach a much different audience." Sure, that I could see. This would make no sense to me. The DA thing. Speaking of Bowman, though, and grading, there SGC just put out a special. I guess I assume maybe what in, a transition. I, I'm not, I'm not going to interrupt again. I just want to <laughs> compliment the transition. Thank you. Uh, SGC did a Bowman special post yesterday. It basically, if you have a card from a product from 2022 or 2023, and it has the word Bowman in it, essentially, then those cards are going to be $9. I don't know for how long. I don't know if there's an end date in mind as of yet. I did not see one yet. Yeah. I might but, have missed it. And that's not just baseball, of course. That's like Bowman U basketball or whatever the case may be. But uh, there's a full list of the products specifically. But yeah, a $9 grades right now. And that was like off the tail end of, I don't know, they just said, I think October was a record-setting month for them, and then looking looking like November will be a record-setting month. I I don't know. They're really pushing really hard right now, and they're hiring at the same time. So I think that's all really good signs for any SGC holders of things. So I agree absolutely. Yeah, it's a, and Bowman. I mean, that's a massive. Like I know we kind of glossed over earlier in some of the posts we made, like. Bowman, Bowman, Chrome, Bowman Draft. I yeah. would argue there's as much, if not more, of those cards graded than almost anything now. Yeah. Just because the base prices come down on a lot of this okay. paper stuff, so people aren't grading paper like they used to. Sure. Those three, though, I mean, not to mention Bowman Sterling, Bowman Inception. Um, yeah, like you said, the Bowman U, the Bowman Chrome, all that stuff, too. Like other sports, it's, a, it's actually a lot. That was actually pretty cool of them to do. Well, especially I think it's smart marketing just to get in bed with Fanatics on products like these because you think these are products that Fanatics is probably hoping to market, not just to the already like consumer of cards, but the new kids getting into this hobby as well. The new kids on the block. Thank you. The Marky Marks, if you will. Um, don't talk to me about Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I won't talk to you about Big him Big card anymore. guy, by the way. I 
Eddie, Wait, make, a, Eddie make a note. We want Mark Wahlberg on the show Monday. Eddie, did you get him Write yet? Write that down. Okay. Um, I'll bring him on. I'll bring him you on. call him now if you want. You want to, can that be the call today? Zara, can I, I can already tell you're going to back up. You're going to back down from calling your wife. <laughs> I don't. That's not, you said we're going to call I, her. I, I, I said we can call whoever. I'm fine with it. And if you okay. want to call my wife, that's fine. I'd like to. Are you calling Mark? Uh, I'm not calling him. Um, I did want to say one thing. I, we have a segment on here about long-term holds. We're also going to do some non-sports updates, little weekly buys. Uh, but a uh, little— don't, don't turn this into your rundown. What do you <laughs> want to say? You said you want to make a comment. I am making a comment. I'm just saying to throw back to Monday's episode where we talked about the market to some degree. Obviously, there, there could have been an opportunity for me to jump in and talk about the economic market in conjunction with the sports card market. We are seeing a little bit of a rally right now. A booting rally. Uh, is that what that is? is that an economic I term? I don't think the the pure definition of that means the same thing, but I could be wrong. Um, but as far as the overall market goes, I think you can, there's some who would say, yeah, there, there's a lot of correlation, but it's totally different. Stocks and cards are different things, right? The one thing I think a lot of people have kind of agreed on, in the past at least, was that the crypto market and the card market kind of held very similar. There's a lot of similar buyers in those two spaces. Okay. All I'm saying to bring that up is because the crypto market has seen a decent little rise across most coins in the last month. Like I'm talking like a 25 plus percent increase in some of these, like more like, like ETH and Bitcoin and a few others. I believe you meant Ethereum. Sound like you coughed ETH for a second. Is that's kind of the ETH. I'll tell you what's nice about ETH. Did you, Do you still have some? Do you still own it? Oh, okay. Child, please. I'm not saying go out and buy uh, that. You know, you know, you may know. I don't know if you do know this. With capital gain. Oh, yes, you do. Never mind. I forgot about your trading days. <laughs> when you have a loss, a capital gains oh, loss, baby. you can only write off. 3000 A year. But but the amount continues. Yo, carries so there's over. a year where you make Trust a lot of me, money. Trust me, I'm still carrying over from my days of day trading, like from five, six years ago. So After the 3000 this year, because we didn't sell any properties this year, uh -huh. I will finally be under the 90,000 mark. Well, here's the good news, though. So, if I sell a property next year, I, tax bump. I could be wrong on this. Dude, because, it was like 94,000. <laughs> ridiculous. Oh. I could be wrong I because I, I don't win a lot of these investments in that realm. But I believe that if you have a large investment uh, or a large return, positive return, you can offset that with those Losses. That's so what you, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, we said you can only write off like three thousand of it, but you can oh, actually do more right. if, if you actually a, have. Correct. Uh, you just can't say I lost more than three thousand this year. Exactly. But if you made eight, like if I made eighty-five thousand off a property next year, if sure. I sell one, yeah, 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 I will only lose. I don't know whatever, but I get to, half, but half I don't of, have to pay on the eighty-five. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually excited <laughs> about that. I can sell something next year and be all right. But uh, the point of all of that is just hey. We talked about where we are in the market. It looks very bleak. There was opinions of where we Burn see it, it going going forward for yep. the rest of this in year. The gutter. I do honestly think we'll talk about it more in like uh, our pickup stuff because I've I've got like fifteen cards I'm bidding on at this point. Um, I really do think like we're at that point where hopefully we don't see any more of a, a downturn, or at least not uh, anything big. Could not disagree more, but that's okay. I know. You know what I forgot to actually mention at the lead? I do have an update on the national. You oh, notice yeah. there was a ton of information, other videos, content, nonsense uh -huh. on the national. There I, noticed we, I noticed we didn't get shouted out on most. Well, that's okay. technically, we stole the information from Simon. We didn't steal still. anything. We get, we, and we're the only people who brought Simon on. Just sure. a little note, too. Again, I, I know <laughs> nobody wants advice from anybody, especially a short, angry person. If you're going to talk about somebody's stuff like that, 
just ask the guy to come on. He came on in like 30 minutes notice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So here's what I learned. So this is from, I can't name the individual. Name um, Who was it again? Not an employee or a person on the board, but, they were, but as close to that as you could be uh, and very much in the know. And there were a couple things that I had drastically just totally forgotten and overlooked. So number one. Oh, wait, wait. Before you say it. This is on the record. Now go. Dude, what was the name of the guy? He's the guy the from wolf. Newsroom. No. Sam. The gray-headed guy. Eddie, I didn't watch Eddie, Newsroom. Eddie, Eddie, look this. Eddie, look this up, please. He's an actor. He starred in the, the Newsroom. And he starred in the original Law & Order. I'm almost positive his first name was Sam. Old-looking white guy with gray hair. No, Eddie's looking. Oh, you don't the need to. comedian guy. He's not a comedian. He's like an old guy. He's probably dead now. Okay. I'm talking about uh, Sam Waterston. There we go. Oh, Sam Waterston. That dude, yes. Okay. Heck of a man. Man, Eddie killing it. Eddie didn't look that up. He knew it. Uh, what about him? Doesn't matter. Okay. Hey, on order. You play the music. There's your freaking. Sa Eddie, Sam Waterston was born in what year? Every time you hit the go button, ahead. I want a fact about <laughs> Sam. Okay, so um, talk to this guy. A couple things to keep in mind. Number one, the, you know, we mentioned there was like the big change from 2015 to 2016 after Mike Burkus dies. His oh, son takes yes, over. Yes, yes. Management group, everything kind of changed. And all of a sudden we start seeing absorbent, like these unbelievable, yeah. the spend in that one line. That and that's where the accounting changed <laughs> yeah. to like expenses for the. So here show. is something to keep in mind. The current management team mm -hmm. takes over this year. Yes. This will be their first show. Yes, yes, yes. I really want to talk. We met this guy. I want to talk to Joe Drellick. Joe Drellick is the, uh, I don't know, he's involved with the management company. I don't know if he's an owner or what the title is. Yeah. President, whatever. I don't, I don't know the title. That's who I want to talk to then. Like, hey, you're now going to take this over. Will you be a little bit more transparent about funds? Mm -hmm. Honestly, no, it's none of your business. I'm okay with that answer too. Hey, do you have any idea what that $3 million plus fund was for in the past? But I do think that's something to keep in mind. The people yeah. at the helm. Now, even Al um, Durso. Durso. He takes over as president of the board for this coming show, not the past show. So there is almost an- He was still like, he had involved. He was on the board, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. I am a little bit more optimistic this year from the dealings we've had with that crew. Yeah. They do seem a lot more- Like that show this past year in Chicago was better than any show in the past. Yeah. Like they did more. They expanded it, obviously. Um, they've talked about how they're going to cut down some corporate booths for people who have, like, are not in the space. They're not just going to give huge spaces to people walking in off the street They're going to just because they can pay more, which I've seen happen in the past. Um, I do think that is something to keep in mind. I'm still curious as to where that money went, well, but there's a changing of the guard entirely. So it's, I don't want the blame and the shadiness to be thrown upon this new management group because they have had nothing to do with it in the past. And to be like So I am happy about that, at least. Devil's advocate on it all. I mean, we don't know anything shady at all actually happened. There there could be all above board, and we just don't know it. It's just the accounting numbers seem weird. And someone did bring up the point of the possibility, uh, especially in these later, these last few years since the big boom, of uh, paying for fees, paying the fees of, what is it, talent. That's the word. Like, not just like people signing, but like social media advertising it, oh, guys like this, doing this, content, this things ridiculous. like that. Who's getting paid? Well, I mean, and so who else? Joe from the Facebook group reached out and he said that, oh, who was the Bo signer? Jackson. Bo Jackson For has a, a $50,000 retainer. Sure. That is also a different setup when you're selling tickets. That's the other difference. I agree. And, and, and this influencer talk, Dan mentioned this, Dan the Cardman. 
who, who do, like Ryan's not getting paid to be there. He's probably the biggest card. I don't know. He might. I mean, he had a lot of he had a lot to do with the show. There was a lot of advertising. I absolutely could see him having something. I'd be shocked. I talked to we've talked to a number of those guys. Pretty. I don't know, at least I have off the record. I've never heard any of them mention that kind of stuff, and they're pretty open about sponsorships. I just I don't, don't think that's how. And if it is, you're not paying those guys tens of thousands of dollars. Well, it's also not a shot. It's not a bad thing either. Like if, it, if they no, do, I it's just fine. I just don't believe that's what. But I am happy to see that at least. Hey, this is a whole new management team, so we'll kind of see if, see what it looks like this next year. Yeah, but absolutely. I did want at least, you know, I we cast some doubt, which I, I think rightfully so. I want to make sure it lands on the feet of the right people. Sure, this was the. The old Burkas group and that crew, we have a whole new management team. Everything's new starting in Cleveland this year. Well, and there, the one other thing was just that there were, uh, we talked about like that change in 2015 to 16. There was a lot of uh, tax laws that changed that year too. So there are some interesting notes to say, you know, well, it does seem weird, but there could be possibilities for explanations out there. So the other, um, the other by the way, the other explanation, the more I've thought about this, I went back and forth. I actually still am of the mindset. I don't think it's any of our business. The more I thought about it. As far as like if it's legit or not. Like if it's legit, I agree. If it's not legit, I would Even if it's not, I, I, don't, I don't know how that impacts anything I have to do with, with the show. I agree in the sense that, yeah, I, if I still want to go to the show, it I doesn't seem to bother me Well, here's the other thing, too. I think it's legit enough. Even if it was like, hey, I'm going to pay this management team with the possibility of a kickback or something down the road. I mean, not ideal. But you're filing that with the IRS. Like, if you're just going to sure. do something totally shady, you keep it off the books entirely. Probably easy enough to do that, too. Yeah, but then you get into the realm of what's genuine. Like, if I, they're really promoting this as a big show, are they actually doing it because they actually think it's big and I should spend my money to go or set up there? Or are they doing it to get a little extra in that kickback? That's my issue when it comes to— But you to- know it's a big show, so it's not really a question. Yeah, it's the, and, it's the most premier show in the world. You always. and I, you and I know that, but like to dad and son who are the casual collector, and they decide, well, oh, I just saw this news angle or news report that it's going to be the biggest one yet, and there's going to be all these things that are going to happen, and maybe that is all good reason to go. But if it ends up like, oh, the show's not all that big, or there's less people there than you actually expected, then it's like, oh, well, they were just pumping it up to get people there because I got a little extra for it. But that's never happened. So like we can't I can't cast that as like some of the Delta. That's always been the biggest show, unbelievable crowds, tons of events, everything with it. So they've always lived up to that. And so I am the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, would I like answers? Yes. But am I firmly of the thought that like, hey, if someone were to ask me and like dig in, I'd be like, none of your business. Mm-hmm. And it's not. I I I, I don't know. I kind of went back and forth, but I do kind of now think like I'm not sure that it matters. Okay. Anyways. Uh, long-term holds. What did you want to, you had this note. <sighs> yeah, just quick. I Someone made a, a good point. We've talked about this. So we get questions sometimes. Okay, like, hey, I want to buy this guy. Who do I hold? It is actually amazing to me. Oh, this you're going to say something really nice right now, right? Not a mean thing or a negative thing, right? Go. Go. go I'll make it. as negative as I want. What? Well, say something that you've been very negative. I just want to hear a little positive. Long-term hold. Yeah. It, it's become very apparent to me. Um, <laughs> It's like, hey, all these, all these all-time greats, we talk about it, you know, they're safe. And, and baseball vintage is its own beast and its own animal. Sure. It just is. But specifically, we've talked about this recently with football. And the more I started thinking, matter of fact, let me ask you a question. Okay. From your youth, let's say from the age of 5 to 20, okay. who would you say were the biggest football players in the world at the time? Most well-known, most famous. Favre. Okay. Um, Excellent. Yep, Brett Favre. Troy Aikman. Sure. Emmett Smith. Absolutely. All-time leader. Um, 
uh, oh, what's the what's the Denver quarterback? Uh, geez, I can't. John Elway. John Elway. Thank yep. you. Yeah, Elway. Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Yeah, of course. Sure. Montana. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he fell into my purview when I was watching as okay. much. Barry but, yeah. Sanders. Sure. Do you know Barry Sanders? Jerry Rice once played a game for the NFL and MLB in the same day. I'm going to go on a limb and say uh, you're thinking maybe not of Deion Barry. Sanders. That was one of the Sanders. Uh-huh. I had, oh, it is Deion Sanders. Yeah, I the CU is. coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Deion Sanders, you probably knew from, as a Deion football Sanders. player. Of all those all-time greats we just mentioned, because I would argue, well, not even really an argument, Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time. Uh, quarterback-wise, Brady's the best. Peyton's probably two, three, four. But Montana, Elway, Marino, all those guys we just mentioned are in that mix as well. Mm-hmm. Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith. You know, it's fun. Like, how many of those guys are unbelievably highly sought after? Like guys in the 90s in baseball. The reason I bring this up is somebody brought up the point, like, hey, you guys are talking, we're talking about, like, long-term holds in football and going back and chasing. Mm-hmm. Even during the explosion and all this stuff, it happened a little bit, but nowhere near what we saw in basketball, where 90s stars and late 80s stars, Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, mm-hmm. unbelievable, Charles Barkley, off the charts, okay. Patrick Ewing. We saw that in baseball, too. Like, Griffey exploded, never, never coming back. Cal Ripken Jr., Tony, when all these guys, Frank Thomas, there is not that much of a connection with football players. You know, one it, that's actually stayed, I guess. And if, you, and if you think of it, I would argue Peyton Manning is the third greatest quarterback of all time. If you look at his market, it's peanuts compared to almost any of the all-time greats in any other sport. Yeah. Like, not even close. Like, yeah. It, okay. it is unbelievably true. I can get behind that. There is Tom Brady in football yeah. for past players. <laughs> and then and there's everybody no else. no one else. <laughs> Jim Brown, you can buy mid-grade rookies for a couple thousand bucks. Johnny Unitas, same thing, even less. Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, nice autographs. Emmett Smith, all those guys you just mentioned. There's like no big market for those guys. And I don't know that there ever will be because football to me, after reading some of these comments, I was like, you know, it is absolutely true. It is the most impulsive right now sport in the business. And it's the shortest lived, shortest lifespan. Like great running backs, you might get five to eight elite years. A couple guys will go a little longer than that. Fine. But in general, you don't have them play. Like Barry Sanders didn't play 20 years. Sure. It's wild to me. So I started thinking like, yeah, so, and, and somebody made the comment under that, like right now, it's Mahomes. That is the only answer right now. He's going to be the one guy from this entire generation that lives on and is unbelievable, price-wise. And he's probably right. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. Okay, yeah. Like, Aaron Rodgers' market now isn't that good. When he retires, is it all of a sudden going to get back? Drew Brees is a top-10 guy for most, not for me. I think he was a, pack, a stat packer, and I couldn't stand the guy. Um, but, like, that guy, forgotten as soon as he leaves. Larry Fitzgerald, all-time great receiver, top five. T.O., all these guys, it is amazing in football. Long-term holds do not exist. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm looking down, so I pulled up like the There's card your lighter. positive freaking spin. <laughs> just choke on it. The card lighter index for football, and I'm just looking at like of all the cards, the football cards that they've got in that index, which includes vintage and new, The I'm looking at the order of last sold, highest pricing. And other than Tom Brady, I'm trying to go down. Oh, actually, you know what? The fifth one down is a Terry Bradshaw. So Terry Bradshaw, was it? it was his 1971 uh, tops PSA 10. Oh, right. PSA so, 10. Yeah, Pops yeah. probably like three. What did it sell for? Sold for 359000 When? That was years ago. So that was the last sold of that card. And it was, yeah, it was years ago. It was like the, in 2021. Yeah, so that doesn't even count. Like, dude, here you go. Bowman's best PSA 10 Peyton Manning rookie. 
$95. The interstate variation, 150 Tops rookie, 170 What? Yeah. Like, dude, there's Bowman Chrome prospect guys that outsell these guys, and they're never going to go up. Man, it is. I'm yeah, telling it's kind of crazy. Football is dead. It's not dead. Well, it's, football has the lowest ceiling by for far. For cards. No question. It would seem that's all like that. That's all I'm talking about. Yeah. But it's amazing. These are all-time greats. Not to mention, like, Peyton is as visible now as he ever probably was. Like, his, his football, like, the uh, what he, the commentating with his brother. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's all over the place. He does SNL once in a while. He's, like, on commercials. The guy is still huge. He's an owner he's on of a king team. king of collectibles. I saw him on that. <laughs> is that the golden thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's what I mean. All-time great, still super relevant in the media everywhere. Market. Nothing. His Bowman Chrome rookie. Here's one for you to kick in the throat. Bowman Chrome. You've needed a good kick in the throat. I remember Thank you saying Thank you. No, that. I appreciate it. I'd ask for that. His Bowman Chrome rookie right now. eBay, PSA 10, 1998 Bowman Chrome. 155, <laughs> 160. What's the pop on it? Oh, God. Thousands. Uh, I'm going to say like, 2,500. Hang on. Take a freaking I feel like that's uh, less uh, than uh, Griffey's uh, rookie. Uh, and there's oh, got to be. Not even close. Yeah, 1,093. To put this in comparison to Tom Brady, his Bowman sure. Chrome PSA 10, it's at a crazy low right now, $7,000. Yeah. <laughs> Griffey, a PSA 10 of that upper deck that has like 8 trillion copies is still doing like 1,500 to two grand probably. No, it's that much? And there's that many copies? I don't Double care. check that number. I am just kidding. I, I know you know the Griffey market way better than I do. It just seems shocking. By the way, while you're looking that up, a couple other rookies that have made it into like the top 30 as I scroll down. There's still, they're still way down. Joe Namath. 1,800, Star, by the way. Rough at rough 1,800. Price. Price eighteen hundred. Pop count forty one eighty seven. Forty one hundred. No, forty one million. Yeah, forty. Yeah, four thousand one hundred eighty seven. Oh, I thought you were saying it was in the tens so of thousands. So it's though, four yeah, times still. the four times the pop of Peyton, and it sells for what's that six x? No more than that, seven x. It's insane. <laughs> Griffey <laughs> was fair. not as good at the second best player at his position. Like I can argue, Peyton was. That's I'm telling you, it's wild. That Absolutely is, wild. That is a really interesting note as far as long-term. Okay, so long-term value, if you're looking for that, you're not yeah. looking to football, I think. It's like, unless you're looking at possibly Brady, even then, I think you're probably going to be hit. Like, it seems like if it's affecting everybody else, maybe maybe Brady's the outlier. I don't know. Brady, no, 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 not maybe. It's Brady and it's Mahomes. That is it. Man. That's it. It's not close. Mahomes outsells Deshaun Watson by like 30x. By the way, Deshaun Watson gone for the freaking year. Tom Brady's going to Cleveland. <laughs> you, we just talk Dude, about Tom who would Brady. You buy? Uh, Deshaun Watson right now. Tom Brady Shoulder. goes to Cleveland, wins a Super Bowl this year. I buy a Cleveland jersey. There's, you know, that's not a thing, right? You haven't heard a rumor of that. It's interesting. He, that's like Vegas odds. I think he's like third or fourth best odds to go there. No, he's not. If Tom you look Brady? up the Vegas odds, absolutely. Eddie, oh, can God. you do that for me? If you have a second, can you look up the odds on the va- on the? Don't make it. I'll look it up. He's doing. I need the you in the show. show. You, I know, but he's actually editing stuff. All right. What, what's he editing? He, he's got to make notes as we go through. But that's fine. Listen, I'm just trying to take it off his plate. Um, but that is okay. So we talked about football being out. What about baseball or basketball? Any long-term holds you're interested in? No, I'm not talking about either one of those. Okay, great. <laughs> well, it's going to come up later in mailbag. That's what I was curious. But Absolutely not. Um, crazy. I'm telling you, the football is the most unfathomable. And I have okay. more memories watching. Meh, never mind. That's not true. Watching football? 
I was, was going to say, say basketball for me. Do you have any memories of watching baseball on TV? Oh, yeah. The Sox, you got to remember, before 2004. Oh, I guess, yeah, that would be prime. 2003, yeah. freaking okay. Grady, that stooge little, leaves in Pedro, a little too long. I believe it was the 11th inning. You can check tape. Timmy Wakefield, who had a great postseason, lets sure. up a shot of a home run to Aaron Boone. Yes. Game seven. That's what I was going to say. And then when the Broke other guys came freaking out. Run, it was like, why did you leave him in? Even Pedro knew he was done. He yep. gave a little nod. He knew he was coming out of the game. Did you know the Boston Red Sox were the last to uh, integrate? <laughs> no. Did you know that? No. Okay. I was um, looking at it one other day when I was getting so much flack about Babe Ruth. That was also one of the notes was that it was prior to uh, the color barrier being broken. So, Do you know who broke the color barrier in baseball? Jackie Robinson. Makes Please me happy you know that. Don't even start. Do um, you know what team he first tried out for? Ooh, Dodgers? I believe it was the Red Sox, actually. Was it really? I'm almost positive. <laughs> he tried you. out for them before the Dodgers. He's going to be the last. That would be the him. last one to yeah, get good, that one. Good yeah. thing they passed. Good, good move there, idiots. Real, yeah. Um, hang right. on, hang on, hang on. 2004. The series God. against the Yanks when they came back, they were down 0-3, only team at that time to ever come back from an 0-3 deficit in the ALCS. That's Kevin good. Millar famously said, you're a lot like Kevin Millar, actually. You know less, the comparisons, Kevin Malone. Don't even start. Much less lovable. Okay. Um, don't let us win one. That's what he said. He's like, that, is that got, where you got the reverse jinx I think from? It, I think it was <laughs> Buckholz that night, but then he's like, but then we got Petey, and then we got Schilling, and then game seven, anything can happen. Game <sighs> six, the bloody sock. Game seven wasn't even a game. Damon, Grand Slam, and a two-run shot. The World Series was the biggest uh, snooze. It was a cakewalk. Like, they blew out the Cardinals. The World Series was the ALCS. What game was Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore in fever pitch? Oh, that's a good question. Is that when they won the World Series? I thought it was. That would have been against the Cardinals. I don't remember the movie that well. That's weird. You should have. That's a classic movie. Um, Not an all-time great sports movie. There are a few updates that I wanted to talk about real briefly in the non-sport world. Um, I have to start with Star Wars. I just found out Cardlighter has made their own index for Star Wars cards. The This is a really interesting set. From the time, I guess this is like from the first record of note, that the Luke Skywalker in the Stormtrooper armor, that classic like 1977 card um, we've seen a hundred times, from the time that card was first sold back in 2010 for $957, without looking at the show notes. What? I didn't hear what you said. I'm so sorry. That's great. That's yeah, good. No, I was, I was literally glad. looking up the next subject. Go ahead. The Luke Skywalker. I heard Stormtrooper. What was the that 1977 in? Was that in a New Luke, Hope? Luke Skywalker. In? Yeah, that was a New Hope. That was where the, the, the card picture came from. That card sold in October 2010 for $957. How much do you think Oh, I saw this. It sold for like, God. Anyway. How much did it sell for originally? S- originally? $957. In 2010? In 2010. Wasn't it like This 50, is a PSA 10, by the way. Wasn't it like 50 grand? 80 grand? $78,000 is what. And that's not even that crazy in the sense that in August, it sold for $63,000. It's an 8,000% increase in the last 13 years in your investment. Here's the thing, honest, honestly, because this reminds me of sure. my rant against sci-fi. Yeah. I like Star Wars might be my favorite sci-fi um genre. Sure. That what it is? That's well, like sci-fi genre was the sci- genre. Yeah, okay. So storyline. Okay. 
Although I like Avengers. I am a nerd for the Marvel I crap. would argue that uh, Star Wars is more fantasy than sci-fi, but that's fine. Go. I don't know the difference, so fine. That's fine. Um, here's the thing. Obi-Wan. Yeah. In episode three. Okay. Honestly, I would say he is to blame for everything, really. Don't. Total. He's a total scum. He's a total. Scumbag. Total failure. I didn't, say, I didn't finish. Total failure. In episode three, plus these Jedi are all about justice and mercy and all this other crap. Okay. They're on the lava planet, absolutely dominates, which the whole fight scene was a joke. He has the higher ground because he's standing a foot higher. It, it just give up. Why don't I just stand where I'm at? I don't have to, I don't even have to att- attempt to attack you, but fine. We're going to overlook that. Where, where is he the bad guy at this point? I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. He literally cuts the guy's off. Cuts him, cuts he him. was going to kill him. No, I have no problem with that. He cuts him off at the knees, literally. Yeah. Cuts off his legs. One of his arms is like trashed. Yeah. And he is on fire, right? Uh, yeah. Waiting on for fire. the point. Waiting for this point. No, I'm gonna yeah, get to here it. Here it comes. This awesome, great, all wise, merciful, just dude leaves him to burn without legs on the side of a freaking hill. He made his bed. Number one, you finish the job. He made his bed. I, I'm, not, I'm not fine with that. Put a lightsaber through the guy's heart. Ball game. It's over, right? He doesn't do that because he's a sissy. You can't follow through. God. The idiot in the cloak shows up. Sidious Emperor, Senator Guy, Palpatine, picks him up, makes him into Darth Vader. Fine. I now had to sit through this stupid Obi-Wan series, which I had no use that for. Was good. I thought it was terrible. At the end of that, what does he do? Big fight scene. He's chucking freaking rocks with his mind, literally launching boulders, beats the crap out of the kid again. Anakin then antagonizes him a little bit. Anakin's dead, blah, blah, blah. What does he do? Leaves him breathing. Number two, you left him to suffer. You didn't finish the job. Then a new hope. You he, can't, no, hang on. You got to wrap this up. I got to get going. I will, going. be quiet. Then a new hope. He's finally got somebody who he knows is going to help bring balance to the force. This yeah. whole stupid farce they've been selling for 20 years. In comes Luke Skywalker, that card I was Perfect. talking about. You got Luke. Perfect segue. Luke is ready to learn. That card sold for $78,000. He's going to be tough. Yoda is still around. You got a whole, the whole tribunal here. The three of these guys could finally do some damage. And what does he do? What? He confronts Darth Vader on the destroyer. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to let go of my lightsaber. Just kill me. Just totally bail. The guy is the biggest <laughs> failure in the whole series. Do you oh. ever find it hard to live with yourself? I'm just saying, finish the job. <laughs> I mean, and even Yoda, comments. Yoda loses a fight to the freaking emperor and just disappears for decades. I feel like as you're saying them, you know how absurd the they Jedi are. The Jedi are the biggest cowards in the world. Finish well, a job. I think we've all agreed. And there's always 3,000 Jedi. There's only ever two Sith. You can't beat two freaking people. Come I on, dude. So little time for a segment for you non-sports. Have all the time you want, and now. you jump. You have Is it to not commandeer. True, There's 50 guys with lightsabers. There's two with red lightsabers. You can't beat two. That, that just shows how good they are and how powerful the dark side is. They can't be that powerful. The girl and, and the dude with the soup line <laughs> the beat them up. Good soup. <laughs> That's a great line. What's um, his name? Uh, Adam Driver. This Driver and Daisy beat the crap out of him. There you go. Now we have a solution to you that. You know card. I'm right about that. The Star Wars go market ahead. is hot. That's all I'm saying. The, the whole point of that was because the rest of the cards in that series have also seen a little bit of increase, I think, due in part to that. So, What year is this card, by the way? 1977. Oh, original. Nice. <laughs> I said it so many times. It's just, I get it because I do the same thing to you. The, the 
perfect example. Last episode, you said, was it uh, was it Josh Allen? And I said, no. And then later I said, it's Josh Allen. And you said, I already said that. And I said, I, you did. You said the Justin Jefferson thing. Yeah, and we had to cut we it. We cut that. Don't worry about that. Honestly, though, what did Yoda do for 60 years? On Stop. Stop. Nothing. Lorcana pricing has seemed oh. to settle at this point. Uh, we're seeing... For original chapter one boxes around two thirty to two fifty, if you can get them around there, I honestly don't know if and when we will ever see that be sold in the store for what the original initial retail price was with it, which I think was like one fifty one sixty. That was the original. You're the, right. <laughs> Just jokes. We're bantering. Just jokes. I love the jokes. They're funny. Uh, Pal uh, Paldean Fates. This is a new Pokemon set coming out late January. This is a shiny set. If anybody cares about Pokemon. They are typically the Hidden Fates and Shining Fates are popular series because they have a little bit more resale value. At least Hidden Fates does. Uh, Paldean is supposed to be like a very popular. Uh, it already came out in Japan. It's very hyped is the word I'm looking sure. for. Hyped. Uh, that was a funny sentence. The new Paldean is out. It's shiny. Can't. That's a compliment. Yep. No, it's you good. wanted energy. I'll the, bring the freaking energy. I love the energy. I love it. And the, you're happy. You know what? That's good. I like that. You have another one, though? The one more. There's the first golf trading card game coming out. Game? Game called Legends of the Lynx. It includes fairies and gnomes. I saw this what? like I don't know what, how. Like golf, the game, Go, like swinging Tiger Woods golf. The game of golf has now a TCG, but it's not with real golfers. But with little alien-looking dudes, um, it's really hard to get behind this in any sort of way. Let me just show you what the characters look like. There you go. Mike is seeing it now. Um, what is that? A salamander? I don't know. But I saw this as far as like... Couldn't put like Rory McIlroy on there. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You want to sell the game? Throw Paige Sparonic on there. I'm just Good saying. Good news. It's only we got $30. A, we so. got a salamander. 25% off launch discount. So 30%, 30% actually. Wait, you see 30? Right at the bottom. Whoa, wow. They've, they've already upped it Great to Great marketing too. 25% yeah. off. By the way, you can get 30% off. 30% you just read off. Another, they know <laughs> no one buying this game is going to read a whole paragraph to get 30% off. Now includes what elves, is? aliens, crypto punks, and legends of the game. I would love to see what legends of the game are in this. I don't is that know. an elf? Yeah, I know, right? Like, what is this as a golf trading? And is it's that just, Gandalf? It's like a guy, a wizard looking guy putting on a green we've gone too far we've gone too far we'll see gary v pumping it's this next week crypto punks no. if i see that we're releasing all the un unreleased footage no. i'll tell you right v, now v friends would never yeah. gary and your level. team you've been warned if i see you pumping this product we're releasing why do it all. you always have to threaten gary you know he has so much more money and power than we do so what i don't want him to come after us for what he's a, he's a nice guy don't <laughs> i know he is nice so don't can't take a joke tough guy from new york i'm making a joke uh so anyways that's your golf cart tcg do you know the model of Starfighter you know. that was in the swamp in Dagobah. I, I, it's an X-wing. I don't it know. It is an X-wing. Oh, is that was that all it was? Okay. Even that, like Yoda, <laughs> you couldn't have had that just drying off for the last year for the guy. You know what I'm well, it's probably well. You know, it's sealed for space, so you know it's got to be sealed for water. The Jedi. You didn't think about that one, did you? So that, that's nothing being sealed. That's a solid point. He's in a rush at the end of the movie. He's got to lift a freaking <laughs> starship out of a swamp. The whole thing. I'm just like, just finish something, guys. Listen, we have more show to do. Uh, let's go. How about weekly review? We got the PWCC weekly auction that we both have 
a few cards that we're looking I at. Have, this is going to be very brief, and I'll be done. Here's the last thing I'm going to say about Star Wars. Oh, my God. This is, at the end of the whole thing, yep. uh -huh. six whole freaking movies. It's like 18 hours worth of film time. Yeah. They kill every bad guy, all the destroyers. And what happens in episode seven? It's like nothing ever happened. Nothing the ever. Empire's just fine. Some snook freaking idiot who's a fairy on a golf snook. cart is just running the whole show. No hiccup at all. It's literally like in World War II, they blew up all of Germany and said, nope, still in power. Everybody's still fighting. What? Well, you could make the argument that that was like World War One, and then World War II was also because it was both Germany as the bad guy. So you could make that argument. You know, it's interesting. This is a pathetic. I did not know who the bad guy, like the, the uh, not bad guy, but who the opposing armies were in World War One. I. I couldn't tell you anything about World War One. Well, it was the Great War, they say. Not that great, apparently. No, I'm not making jokes. I'm not. No, nope, <laughs> apparently that's you are. No, nope, in World all. War II, though, Grampy Montebello met Humphrey Bogart. You really? want to talk about the, one of the coolest pieces of memorabilia I wish we could find. Okay. One of the aunts and uncles stole this thing, I guarantee it. I found this thing in his old dresser. It was his service wallet from like 1940. He was in early, like 41, 42. Okay. He met Humphrey Bogart on, uh, in North Africa. It's where like there was a huge uh, Air Force base. Yeah. He was a, he was a fighter pilot. Um, he signed his service wallet. Humphrey Humphrey Bogart signed your he showed grandfather's? Up to yeah, yeah, he showed up to perform. Really? I was like, Mom, when they die, because they were old. I think Grandpa might have even already been dead. Maybe. I don't remember. Uh, but I was like, you got to get, like, this is an awesome piece. Yeah. Like, probably worth thousands of dollars. It just happened to disappear. Just happened. You know who I think has it? Auntie Die. I feel like Wrong she's family, got it. but okay. I don't know <laughs> no, why don't my know. Auntie Giuseppe would be hanging out the Montebellos. Just, just but calling out family Because she's members. little? Because she's short? She's <laughs> snuck right in there? Well, to be fair, that's all your family. So. Well, but Auntie Di and Aunt Kathy are both 4'10". Oh, that's... Maybe 4'11". I have one on each side. So little. And Theo just rocking the 4%. Uh, He's gone off the rails. PWCC right, weekly real talk. auction. Real talk. <laughs> PWCC, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm only going to give you three of these cards because you can... I'm sick of getting outbid on this crap. Well, hang on, because we're not going back to back all your cards. I was going to go back and forth. So let's start with yours, though. How about that? Let's start if with If you this. are looking for Ken Griffey Jr. cards, okay. there are more this week than I've ever seen in a weekly. There are some ridiculous high-end inserts. Uh, I'm high bidder on a couple that I'm not going to talk about. Why? Tell well, us why. Because I want to oh, win one okay. of them. Um, <laughs> well, though, there's one of them you got up to. Like, this one actually is a cheapie. 1999 Finest. Uh, it's the Hank Aaron Award. So he's in the background, Griffey's in the front. It's a refractor. Okay. A BGS 9.5. I don't think this is more than like a $100 card. I wouldn't guess. But it might be a couple hundred bucks. I, I haven't really looked it up. I like this card a lot. You don't see it often in that high of a grade. There's an atomic old school Bowman's best refractor that's ridiculous. If you just search Griffey in the weekly, it is by, there's actually, I'm not going to bid on it because it's insanely expensive. There's a 9.510 original rookie auto to the upper deck. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there's some. There's actually some pretty awesome. I always just search the same thing every week. Griffey, Bird, Brady. All right. Griffey, that's cool. But how about a card from 1988? I know it's a ridiculous card. It is a Birds of America, Allen and Ginger card. But it's from 1888. I think that's awesome. The fact that I'm currently high bidder on this. I'm high bidder, as I said earlier, on a number of these cards. They're just weird or just obscure. You buying this from my mother? Oh, she would kind of love that, wouldn't she? she likes birds. Well, I actually am high better on two of them, both from 1888. So, well, she listens to the show, so I hope you're buying one of them for her. <laughs> there, there's a chance. I think there's a chance Ellen might get one of these cards if I get one. Uh, you but need to I, give out her name, the, sicko. <laughs> uh, the 1988 Allen and Ginter Birds of America cards are up 
Um, the next one you had was the 1998 Flare Showcase, Griffey. Well, this is the row zero. That's numbered to 250.95. This is a massive card. Like, I think this is still well into the four figures. Uh, there's this, and there's the Bowman's Best International Atomic or Factor 10. I would like to win one of these big ones. You just, the Griffey stuff, the number stuff in the 90s, high grade doesn't come up all the time. Uh, I would like to see this be mine, but we'll see. Well, we're going to post the other thing. all of this on YouTube as well. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe. Uh, but anyways, all, if you want to know what these cards actually look at look like, you can check them out on there. Are you high bidder right now, did you I'm say? I'm high bidder on a bunch of these right now. Okay. Uh, my hope is that some of these fall through the cracks because there are so many. Well, there's so many high end Griffies. I'm like, maybe one or two of these fall to me. There was also, I think I mentioned last week, I didn't see as many non sport cards, but there's so many. That's why I have so many bids uh, I'm high bidder on right now. I only list, I'm only showing on here a few of them because there's one or two that I like, I don't want anyone to see. There's your boy, Luke. So I I won a few auctions back a uh, Harrison Ford one of these. Is this the card, by the way? This is a sticker. So this is a, this card that we're looking at is a 1977. Top Star Wars sticker of Luke Skywalker. Um, right now, I'm high bidder. Max the, bid is $35, I noticed. Yeah, the Harrison Ford one. Right there. Yeah. You, why did you? You don't have well, to it's on the it show. Up. I know, but I mean, by the time this video comes out, I'm hoping this, actually, I may put it up right before this auction ends. But anyway, um, yeah, I am max bid. Now I'm going to have to change that. Anyway, that's what I'm looking for because there's also... This, I guess everyone else saw the sale of the Luke Skywalker. So There's think, so many. You think everything's going to go crazy? I, I don't think it's going to go crazy, but I do think it's going to give a bump. Are you and buying this to I'm, flip or are you buying this to keep? I, I'm buying it to keep because I've got, like I mentioned, the... Um, Harrison Ford. Han yeah, Solo. but Han Solo. That's why I, I couldn't think of Han's name. All right, then your last one was this, talked about the this. Bowman's Best one. Yeah, that's fine. Another just Savage Griffey, the 97 Best Atomic. Here's the other card that popped out to me this week, too. And again, I'm hoping there's just fatigue, and so I'm able to actually get it. Uh, there's been one of these every week we've talked about this, I feel like. This one's a PSA 10, mm-hmm. well, auto grade 10, PSA 6 grade for the card. The Bird Magic Dr. J rookie. It's a 610. Uh, every week, though, there's been either a 5 or a 7 that is sold. Yeah. At some point, there has to be, like, just buyers like, oh, I'm taking a week off. Yeah, exactly. Again, I'm kind of just hoping this falls into my lap. I am wondering if there's like just guys out there who are like you trying to go after just that card. It could because it's a, it's a savage card. And honestly, too, like the price they charge to sign cards now, mm-hmm. like if you have that card, it costs you a thousand bucks just to send it to all three people to sign. Oh, that's Like fair. it's insanely expensive. So um, I'd like to add one now because I don't think we're at the bottom of the market, but I do think we're close. Yeah, what is this nonsense? <laughs> well, that's exactly what Who it is. Who is Boris Becker? Again, just another... I, you know what? I'm glad you said that because I felt like bad after I Googled him. I thought he was a He's, tennis player. He is a tennis player. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang He's on. Who's tennis the... Player. Virginia Lang? L-E-N-G? Virginia Lang. Is she a jockey? She is a... She... Equestrian. She rides horses, oh, they but not jump like crap. Yeah, exactly. Not racing. Yeah, not racing. Hey, so, can a fe- what do you call a female horse racer? Is that a jockey? A jockey, maybe. I don't know. She is races. Uh, she does equestrian riding. I did not know that was a thing. I figured I would like to say I own a horse uh, or a, a card in the sport of dressage. Is that is that just equestrian riding? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm asking. Who am I asking here? I apologize. Look at this card, though. This is the sure, last one. still talking. <laughs> what is the connection between them two? I don't know. It was just Panini, I guess, back in 1987. It, they called it the Super Sports Stickers. 
I'm assuming okay. there's a lot of other ones that are just weird sports. Yeah, I mean, granted, of, tennis isn't that weird. A couple but. of lookers on that card, I'll tell you. <laughs> what? They look fine. They look like normal people. He looks like the guy from uh, uh, Partridge Family. What's wrong with being redheaded? Your son's redheaded. I'm worried he's going to be a little ginger. <laughs> little nervous. Uh, and Whoa. then this one. Whoa. So Darren Ravel has a card in a, some, a company called Gas made a series called Nerds Rule, and it's a picture of Darren Ravel hair. with the biggest fro I've ever seen on a kid. The hair is as, t- is as long as his face is. It's an auto out of 100. I am current high bidder at $13. Do not take this away from me, please. I need this as a talking piece next time we talk to I him. I know he spelled his name with two R's. Okay. Anyway, um, that is a, a glimpse of what I'm actually buying. Now, I will mention. If you win that, you're sending it to him to sign and inscribe to send well, already, back to you. He already signed it no, once. No, no, no. SCN. I think it's on card. Um, there is actually one other thing I was going to mention. Uh, this is the first time I am selling something. It's not in this lot. The weekly auction that we've been talking about is weekly auction 96. Weekly auction 97 apparently starts in like eight hours from now. And I'm selling that Cam Newton card. Nope. The Cam uh, Thomas card. Okay. Thank you. I can't and believe you know who Cam Newton is. Yeah, the he was on the Pats for a little bit, right? I don't care for this. I love sports. They love me. Anyway, let me ask you a question. Thomas. How did this work? You won the card on PWCC. So that's what I was going to say. This is like just a brief plug. I mean, granted, all no, you no, can no, say all of this is Because I've never actually done this, and I'm curious. It was so... That's why I kind of like... Like, we we work with them not because they, they pay us. That's a great happenstance. But it's because they're paying them. But it is also because it is such a good platform. And the fact that I could just buy this card one week, and I think I got it for like 17 bucks, and then turn around. All I had to do is just say, I want to sell this card. It already had all the details in there. And it was just, just like, like select a vault, though, at first. Like, instead of shipping it to yourself. Yes, it was already in my vault. So that's why it was easy. And then you just hit list. And then I just hit list. And then I got a notice, like, in the next few days, like, hey, we're listing it in this auction. Were you trying to find the worst time to sell this? Isn't he hurt right now? I listed that. I hit list. And then the next day, I got a notice that Did you not was, change it? I don't think after that point. But See, I would, here's the thing. That card is still, because he's only going to be out for a few weeks. It's not like the entire season or anything. Sure. You paid uh, 17? Yeah, I paid like 17 bucks. I know a, I'm going to make more on that. Is there a, uh, do you get 100% of the sale price? Just because there's a buyer premium, not a seller fee, I right? honestly have not looked into that at I'm all. Almost, I probably should. I'm almost point. positive you get 100% of the gross. That's awesome. Because okay, the buyer pays the BP. Yeah, that would make, yeah, that um, would make sense. So. Actually, it's funny you say that. I've never done that before. I've never vaulted anything actually before. Um, so, I would this time, because like, those, like some of those Griffies, you don't have to pay tax, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, so if, if I win a card for two thousand bucks, I got to pay nine point five percent. Yeah, for Tennessee, two hundred bucks. Maybe I just keep it in the vault. What if I go and pick it up out of the vault in person? I don't know if that's an option, but these are all good questions. We're working with them, aren't you? <laughs> these are good questions. Dial up Alicia. Uh, Allison, Alicia. I don't know. Alice, got it. There, uh, there you go. That's your PWCC weekly auction. I hope that card sells. Check it for, out. I hope that card sells for like six bucks. And like, subscribe, and follow. There, that, that's for everybody who just who listened right, to, the to the podcast. Po- yeah, back to the podcast. I mean, that's I, all. I, I, I am so curious what that card is going to sell for. I'm interested. The Darren Ravel or the Cam? I, I want to know Darren what that. Ravel, if you, I don't want anybody to buy that Darren Ravel, but me. I, don't, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> There's a big market for Darren Ravel cards. Based sure. on just because I said it. Um, that's where you get half your facts anyway. Uh, mailbag. 
It's time. So some new release info. No actual releases, but I do want to update. What are you talking about? Bowman Draft went on sale on the top site the other day. It is now set for the 14th of December. It is way sooner than I thought it was going to be. Massive, massive release. One of the biggest releases of the year. They have now set the date for December 14th. Cool. Big news. Save it for Monday in the new release section. We're in mailbag. It's a month away. Uh, That's a big deal, though. Um, The checklist is already out, which is amazing. The fact that we got that a month early, I am happy about that. And then Top's Inception, they're dropping the first week of December, too. So last week, I made a big thing of like, hey, the rest of the year is dead with releases. Like a day later, they come out with Draft and Inception. So not the case. Day late, dollar short. All right. Um, 4% short, sucker. Gra- uh, Bradley Aaron Muse. Let me call him Sam. We Man, do that? If you want to call her, we'll call her right now. I don't. Are you? Are, I think are we we're good on Are you time, grounding but... Charlie? What's going on? What's the consequence? Um, oh I, yeah. Well, what are, you, are you the dis- Sam's doing? Are you? I the, depends if I'm home. If I'm home, then I'll do it. But she has no problem do- doling out discipline when I'm not there. Who's, um, who's the firmer disciplinary? She says, I'm in quite the mood. One more stomp or eye roll from her. She's grounded from TV for life, plus a lecture every hour for the next 48 hours. Oh, you want to really punish the kid? You know what's great Charlie will listen, because she listens to the podcast as she goes to bed every night. Granted, she usually falls asleep before she gets the mailbag, but one day I think she'll probably hear this. So, Charlie... Act right when I'm not home. You want to really punish the kid, Sam? Have Jesse talk to her about Lorcana for 45 <laughs> minutes. That kid will never I, roll her eyes again. The amount of time I spent on that whole non-sport <laughs> card and then the time Ooh, you spent on Star let me, Wars. Let me rant about a oh sci-fi thing, a trilogy, no. every every week to her. Every night I'll do it. For one <laughs> for one hour, I'll just yell about something. How about this? You just record that separately. Just no one else hears it but her. No, I like it for the show. <laughs> People liked it. Yeah, you could argue. Um, all right, Bradley Muse wants to know. We're not calling. Her. Are you're right. there? It's the right decision. Then you're going to be getting yelled at too. No good. Are there other types of cards now that you can see becoming retro classics like the Topps Finest set you keep mentioning? Any other Chrome refractors or die cuts? Oh, that's a good question. What's this guy's name? Bradley Mush? Yeah, Bradley Aaron Muse. He's been in the mailbag once or twice before. I'm trying to think here. Um, that's a good. That's actually a good. Good question. So a lot of those things were popular because obviously they were like the firsts. Mm-hmm. The the first few things that kind of come to mind because we're talking like 10, 15 years from now, the when these cards would be popular, like the '93 set is now. Honestly, like the downtowns, the kabooms, the stained glasses, like those SSP inserts. I could. I don't know which ones are going to, but I could see some of those doing like. Having like a really big chase factor again. Okay. I think we've gotten a little bit sick of them now because they're a little too much, but I could see him making a big rebound. Like in, again, 10, 15, 20 years. Oh man, you know what set was awesome when I was younger and in collecting? It was this. I'm going to go back and buy it. Like guys did a couple of years ago with, with those old finest inserts. I could see that. Okay. That's cool. Um, the next card or the next question kind of is in line with the fact that I thought we were going to do more on long term holds, but Brian Schoen wanted to know. Uh, Jesse, do you have any Disney Pokemon non-sports long-term holds? Here's some just general information on long-term holds. I was going to mention this, but since we didn't really go that direction, this was taken from one of the greatest investors of all time, Warren Buffett. A few, Just a few things that apply not just to any stock, but also pretty much any investing in general. He says, if you aren't willing to own a stock, in this case a card for 10 years, don't even think about owning it for 10 minutes. So basically, he's he's a little bit more conservative in, in the sense of he likes to invest long-term. I think you can apply that to pretty much any card 
if you think there's a possibility that there's going to be long-term value on that, I, I consider it as it has to be worth it right now. And that means you're probably already going to pay a little bit of a premium. So that means any uh, first-year Lorcana stuff, I think that's going to hold well. I think so, of course, any of the early Pokemon, and I think any of like the full art Pokemons that are doing, uh, that have had historical relevance up to this point, again, those will probably continue to do well. There's little reason for most of this non-sport stuff to fail uh, over the long term. So that that was kind of the point. There was other. There's one other thing I thought really applied to the card world. He says, "Be fearful when others are greedy, and greedy." Only when others are fearful. It, I think it really applies to this market. You see it in the stock market all the time, but you see it also in the car market in the sense of if others are fearful and getting out of the market, the market's going down, it may be a good opportunity to buy, which is okay. obviously kind of what we've been talking about. Yeah, so. I, I agree with that. I, uh, like, I actually love this next question. There were two questions I love. This next one I'm going to take because I did. Carlos Rodriguez. Interesting, he ends his name with an S, not a Z. Never seen that before. Okay. From a PC perspective, or those who flip to fund a PC, if the market continues to a bit of a downturn, would you recommend selling some PC items or similar PC items to pick up the same or similar items in 6 to 12? In other words, can I sell this card for 100 bucks now and mm-hmm. buy it back for, you know, 60 bucks in the future? I think that, to me, I will, I'm, I'm not willing to risk it right now. I was, I was hoping I, I you were I think say the that. market's going to keep going down. I think that's what's going to happen. But I don't know that I'll have time to buy it again. You've and already I, and, seen the market go down so much. Yeah, it's like you're almost getting greedy at that point. That's my only fear. And I'm like, well, I don't want to, because I've done this in the past where I've sold stuff and not been able to buy it back and it crushed me. So I would just say at this point, I think I just hold tight. Like I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk it. In general, though, like, yeah, if we see, like, a crazy, unbelievable spike and everything goes absolutely nuclear again, which could happen over the next decade, I don't know. Sure, sell out, go crazy, as long as you're patient enough to wait a year or two like we had to this time. Um, I do like to play in general. But, yeah, right. like, even right now, there's a reason I'm looking at certain Brady rookies I already have. Mm-hmm. Some of these cards I spent fifteen, twenty thousand 20000 on, and I can get them for, like, five or six right now. Two at 22 yeah. is $11,000 average, as opposed to one for, you know, seventeen. So I. Not but bad. yeah, I think we're a little too close where I would be nervous I wouldn't get him back. Bob Richards asks, I typically do PSA subs myself, but really got beat up on grades on my last one, even though I used my typical pre-grading process. Is there any value added in going with a group submitter? So I've used group submitters and I've subbed myself now. I have never noticed a difference in grades. I've noticed a difference in ease. Like, hey, I can just hand somebody the cards, they do the work. But I've never noticed it. Like, pre- people have mentioned that before. Like, graders get preferential treatment. I've graded with PC, who are, are the still the biggest PC, um, uh, biggest PSA subbers in the country. Mm-hmm. I've graded with a handful of guys to, to SGC. I've graded, a, at this point, tens of thousands of cards with SGC. I have never noticed a difference in the grade. I would hope not. I mean, if you're getting a grade due to preferential treatment for the submitter. No, but I mean, that's why he's asking the question. Like, is there, I, I just don't, I, I've never seen it. So to me, if you're already doing the process, just stick with it. You're going to get beat up. Sometimes I've gotten beat up subbing myself and I've gotten beat up from group sub guys. So well, I was thinking too, like a lot of these group submitters, like I know, uh, what is it? Um, down in Murfreesboro. Nate. Uh, Nate with Grand Nate Slams. Burns. Grand Slam, I couldn't think of the name of the shop. He does like a, a screening, basically. There's some who will like kind of, make sure corners are good or whatever. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if those services are 
worth it for me as someone who's been in the card market a little bit longer than guy walking in off the street. But then I also think, well, there's some things that I've thought were looking decent that you have pointed out and said, oh, yeah, but there's like this indent or there's this that I don't think would actually tin or something. So yep. sometimes I think those guys are worth it. Greg Farinas, this is my other question I liked. What are your thoughts on influencers who put out sports card content on YouTube or they go to bad for the hobby? Uh, he doesn't think they're good for the hobby because they give a false sense of how the hobby is actually, how the hobby actually is to average collectors. Not everybody can afford to spend $10,000 at a card show. Here's my thing, Greg. I, I get that. But my thing is, if I can't afford to do it, I'd like to see it opened. Like, I think it's pretty cool to watch an old case of Flawless get ripped. Yep. And I don't think there's sell like, I don't think there's people in the card world right now being like, oh, I'm going to go just walk up and buy the $10,000 case. Like, I think most guys realize. Now, do I think there's this unbelievably overwhelming, huge positive impact? No. I, I, I've i always said this about ourselves or anybody else who makes content. I think the actual influence we have over the market and people in the market is weaker and less now than it's ever been. I just don't think there's that much. I, I think it exists a little bit, but I don't think you're swaying opinions like like people used to be able to. And so, yeah, I think people take it for what it is. Like, hey, you know, and even like the guy who commented, most of those guys are being given cash. I think most people understand now a lot of that's just paid promotion. Okay, I just dropped 20 grand on this case. Yeah, and I'm breaking it on whatnot tonight. Right, because whatnot paid for you to buy the case. Well, I think there's Which also- It's fine. I just, I don't think it's like a- there's an expectation when you're going to YouTube, you're not going there to watch every day real life. I guess that's you're going to right. watch like the biggest and the greatest. And I mean, granted, you can go there to watch anything, but most people are more entertained on something that they couldn't do themselves. But I guess my point is, I don't think they're overly good because I don't think they do a whole lot. Like, I'm not going to go watch a guy rip something and then go get it myself of, of that proportion. Sure. No, I might with cheap stuff. Like you go watch guys doing previews for a Topps Chrome Update, $112 a hobby box. Oh, cool. I liked it. I'll go buy it. Or I didn't like it. I'll stay away from it. But um, I don't think there's like this amazingly good or bad influence anymore from those things. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Eric Benjaminson, uh, he says, this is from Connor, the kid card seller. Benjamson. Um, it's a new name. Benjam Benjamson. Oh, yeah. It is an interesting name. It sounds like Icelandic or something. Uh, from Connor, kid card He's seller. He's a Viking from the Caucasus. <laughs> are you, uh, I'm sorry, Are after your discussion about hockey, have either of you decided to purchase any hockey cards. I spoke to one person at the Canadian Expo, the card show, about a Bobby Orr, but it did not get close to making a deal. It's the only hockey card I want. The I actually would love a Bedard. I was looking actually on PWCC this week. There's not one listed. There is one on the one that uh, opens up in like eight hours, and it starts at five bucks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in there, see what I can do. It's in like an upper deck. Fair. Uh, apparently, that kid's still on fire. So. Oh, yeah. Shane Brooks, is the breaking market oversaturated? Too many options to choose from. I think it is, and I think it's come down, though. I think I'm it's curious, even afterward. Is, how, did you take this to mean too many options of people to break from? Yeah. With or product to break? I think it's too many people. I agree with that. Yeah. And the amount of shenanigans and schemes and games and just bull crap, I think it's just turned a lot of people off. I think it has, too. I think, well, I've, obviously, there's been something that's drawn people away from the market, whether it's just overall money to spend or what. And just like we talked about cyclic cyclicality. But at the end of the day, I think there's too many because there's too many rooms in any channel you go to where there's only like a handful of people. I think you could just, you know, be a little bit more conservative with who you let on the platform and then make it actually worthwhile for the ones that are on there. That's, that's my fair. thought. Well, it's not bad. I like that. Uh, let's go to fl Flippard, Flippard Scalporo. 
Uh, he says, "Time to buy up D. Sean Watson." Actually, there. I think there are some people who would still consider this as an opportunity to buy. No. I mean the fact he's that gone he's gone for the whole year. I know, but that's what I mean. Like he's probably going to dip real hard. Yeah, but not right now. Give it six months. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean the market's going to keep going down. He's going to be forgotten. Give it six months. Uh, Cody James, are there any good products to keep sealed right now? I think 2023 baseball is great in general. Like, it's an iconic rookie class. Okay. Yeah, I would. Like, almost anything. I mean, stay away from, if you can, obviously you want to stay away from redemption-heavy products. But, like, the Topps Chromes, the Topps Finest, the uh, Bowman Chrome was weak. Bowman was weak. But Topps Chrome, Topps Finest, Topps Cosmic, I think is awesome. Even Topps Pristine, I like all that stuff. Have you heard of any product before where the redemptions were like they had no expiration days? Is this no. the first? Leaf, actually. That's oh, always Leaf. been a thing. With, you know, Leaf just, I saw a headline. Leaf just sold. Somebody bought Leaf. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't care that much. I didn't look into it, but I huh. can see that. The, do you had the name didn't ring any bells on who bought it? No, okay. not to me. Interesting. Um, let's go. Will, Here's the thing. Will, I like this Leitz, question. Leitzka? You wrote a book, which that's okay. Little bit of a criticism, which I think is fair. He says, You know, admit last oh. speaking to me, Gio, you admit that your favorite era to collect PC is the 90s, 2000s Griffies. 100% that is. However, a week ago, you told Jesse you don't think retired stars ever grow. Nah, not what I said. Certain sports. We were talk- talking specifically about basketball, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, about football, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, some do. Um, you acknowledge 90s basketball already boomed. Do you believe as people learn more about the hobby, uh, several year times, Several year time span, they will gravitate to rarer hits of their childhood, like you growing your Griffey PC, because uh, it brings back the nostalgia. I, I think there's some of that, but again, I think it's going to be very, very selective. Because the difference, too, is the nostalgia to me was there weren't that many rare cards back then. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first of their kind type stuff those refractors, those inserts that I chase. Mm, okay. In 20 years, the kid who was you know, 10 years old right now, give him 15 years. He's now 25. He's got a little bit of expendable income. Like what is that iconic rare thing that he looks back at right now? It's just different. And everybody in the league is a star now. It wasn't like that when we were kids because it wasn't social media. Like Griffey was a star. Yeah. Um, Tony Gwynn was great. Never a star in the media. Like, like not everybody knew him. East Coast. We didn't know who he was. We knew who he was. We didn't, you couldn't watch him. It was sure. different. So it made it a lot more elusive. I don't think we'll ever recapture that. I don't think in 20 years, the 30-year-olds will be as um, staunch collectors as 30-year-olds are right now. Because I just think it was it was just a different time. Like we're seeing new things. The first refractor, the first pack-pulled autograph. It was just different. I, I don't think we'll ever see that again. Honestly, I think the only way to do it is to severely limit quantities. Like make it right, and that's not going to happen. I, you know, I, I don't think it is. But there's it, no chance. I do think there's an opportunity for certain products to do it, and maybe there'll be a couple sets that people chase because that's become iconic. But like, if you ask me right now, what's the most iconic set in the last five years? I have no idea. I think you get a thousand different answers. But if you said what were the most iconic sets between '93 and '98, I think you'd have six or seven answers that show up on everybody's board. Okay. Yeah. That's it's just probably... different. It's just, it was just a different time. So that's a fair criticism though, Will, but a little, I think you got the context a little wrong if I'm remembering correctly. Ooh, did you not want to read that last part? Translation, Jesse, you were right. I don't even know what he's talking yeah, about here. Um, he just says modern will always keep printing new chases, but inventory of older rare hits will only grow harder to find. I mean, I guess, but again, you're talking about in the future. So right now is the older time period. What's rare and hard to find right now. 
but there's I think not that, a lot. I, well, I think that you could obviously argue that there's going to be, there's not, they're not making any more of it. And there were, depending on what era you're buying in, if you're buying in the junk wax, there may be a no, ton no, you, of it. But if you're outside right now. of that. Because again, in his context of this question, he's saying like in 15, 20 years from now, guys are going to look back at the 2000 teens and 2020s. I don't know that there are all that many iconic sets like there were when I was a kid. That is the difference to me. Okay. Um, Heath Bundy. Jesse was wrong. <laughs> Heath Bundy. What is the best way to pick up Hall of Famers, uh, Hall of Fame players from my favorite teams for my PC? Should I buy graded or raw? I want to send into SGC. It's tough to find Vikings and St. Louis Blues players graded SGC already. Oh, yeah. If you have the patience for it, Heath, and you're not crazy selective about grade, I think it's the best buy it raw because it's way cheaper and sub it. Uh, the thing, the problem with me comes for for Griffey stuff. I don't want anything less than a nine five. It annoys me. So like that recent sub, I got the one nine five, the row zero. I was pumped about it. The other one's an SGC nine and SGC eight. It's interesting though. The eight is the old school finest, so it has the peel on the front, like the do not peel, like that plastic. Oh yeah. I almost wonder if I peeled that and and if like there'd be value and like microfiber. The, yeah. the, if the surface come back better, maybe bump up to a nine or nine and a half. I'm thinking about that. What kind of price difference would it be? It's worth 200 220 right now. It'd be mm-hmm. worth over three as a nine. Almost worth it. Yeah, okay. Um, Sean McGinnis. Shawnee Mac. Since my daughter has the world's largest His daughter took me for 100 bucks at that freaking event in National. <laughs> Does it show his value is going up? He is one of the top tight ends in football this year and is on pace for 100 catches, over 800 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Comparable numbers to Travis Swift. Doesn't Cole Komet play for the Bears? I'm gonna be honest with you. After he started listing numbers, I don't even know what he was you, saying. You just bailed. I just <laughs> Travis Swift. Who? I do like that. Um, I I don't know what to say. Yeah, Chicago Bears tight. I mean, he plays for the Bears. That's not helping anybody. So I would say if she likes him, then that's great. Oh, absolutely. It's her. It's not her money anyway. You're buying him. Good for you, kid. Load up. <laughs> Yeah, Sean, do you get like a cut of it if it's your money? I don't know. No, <laughs> no that's not how that works. Uh, that's I, your last he's question. He's another one, though. Cole Komet's a good player. He could end up being very good for a long time and just being having uh, tight ends a tough position to have value in. So I think you probably can always get nice stuff of his cheap, which is cool. Um, There you go. Mailbag finished. Podcast in the books. I feel like there's something else, but I don't care. Episode... Oh, man, I've been wanting to look up what episode we're on. We've got to be getting close to 300. It's like 270-something, I want to say. Oh, because we do 100 a year? Technically, Roughly. something around 100 a year, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're getting close. Um, but that's your show for the day. Remember, uh, next week, we're going to have a little shortened podcast for the holiday week. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's any big news. We are... Working on bid up guest. my cards on eBay. That's the big freaking news. Zach is coming on here. That's true. On Tell Monday, you better see what we actually the did. The booklet, the gold Vlad, and the one on one Dominguez. They're actually doing okay right now. They've jumped up a couple hundred bucks. I wish you could like comment on these cards and see what people would say. That'd be funny. Um, there you go. That's your show, Sports Cards Nonsense, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Powered by Spotify, we will be back on Monday. That has never happened before and will never happen again. Goodbye. Goodbye.